What's up, everyone? It's NFL Week 10, and this is your DraftKings first look. We're going to take a look at DraftKings, just all the salaries, the different position groups. We're going to take a quick look at some of these games, see which ones there are to target. So we're excited for a big NFL Week 10. And before I can even get into that, we had a massive week this past week um, with some incredible winners. So I just want to send some shout outs here. Um, no nays and Asian beer man. Now the reason I'm showing this is this is the mini max. That's a 50 cent entry turned into $10,000. I also love that two DFS army, um, avatars in the top 10. We crushed it. Listen, this was almost, that wasn't quite good enough to the Millie maker winner was 250. So right there, this would have been second or third in the Millie maker as well. Really great job on no nays in Arizona beer, man. And as if seeing first and third wasn't enough for you, holla at your boy taking first and third in uh, in the tears on, in tears on flea on the flea this week. And my guy Blarch for taking fourth. So that's a lot of DFS army. And part of the reason, listen, this was one of those weeks where the projection models were on point. Congrats to Miranda on another big day. As well, so um, there was tons more screenshots uh, this past week. So NFL Week Nine goes down in the history books. Multiple Wall of Famers, Wall of Champions members, swag getting sent all over the place. So we love that, and um, we're gonna keep it going here for NFL Week Ten. So one of the cool things about this week is we finally get games that stand out as exciting to target. Now it's early in the week. And one of the things I've decided to change about the way I'm going to do this video and this lineup build is I think I'm going to hold a spot for what I'm going to call generic cheap wide receiver placeholder. You know, as, as we go through the week, every week I always discover, you know, some hidden gems at the wide receiver position. Last week, one of them was Noah Brown who went off and that's a big way. A lot of people made a ton of money last week, but we had a bunch of others that didn't go off. I had Jalen Rager. I was hoping, you know, he almost got one, but he dropped it, dropped a 50 yard potential touchdown. There was a few last week. So I'm going to kind of reserve a $3,500 cheap quarterback so that we can attack some of these elite plays in this lineup bill. But let's, let's take a quick look over here at, um, you know, the game tiles from this week, just to give you an idea of what I mean. Um, so it starts with Texans Bengals, who is that, that right there. I mean, I want a piece of the Texans. I want a piece of the Bengals. I want a piece of this game, right? Of course, uh, CJ Stroud, after what he did last week, we all want a piece of that. So this game really stands out, 47.5 point total. That's an exciting one to target. Um, Saints-Vikings, you know, 41. I mean, I'm certainly excited by dubs, but I don't, you know, you know, secondarily interested is all there. Uh, Packers-Steelers, 37.5 pointer. That's horrible. Uh, Titans-Bucks, another horrible 38.5 pointer. Uh, 49ers at the Jaguars. I don't tend to like to target teams against the 49ers, so I'm more interested probably in the 49ers side of that one. Um, as road favorites, they'll have the higher team total. Uh, Browns, Ravens, gross. Falcons, uh, Cardinals, disgusting. Gross. Lions at the Chargers. There we go. 48.5 pointer. This Is this the game of the week? Or is it Bengals-Texans? Either way, we got two games that really pop. Right, Giants going to get destroyed by the Cowboys, 16 and a half. I'd probably bet the Cowboys minus 21 here all day. Um, let's see, Commander Seahawks, no, even though that has kind of a decent total um, passing game, but the Seahawks have just been no bueno. So um, that gives us a, a general overview of the slate. And now let's take it 
to DraftKings and take a look at the positions and see what we can come up with across each position group. So we'll talk it through here. Uh, Lamar, again, that's a no for me, dog. That's a no for me, dog. Not interested. Um, Herbert. At home, taking on Detroit. Yeah, I'll take a little bit of that. Um, certainly uh, at 7,700. Interesting. Here we got CJ Stroud um, at Cincinnati. CJ coming off of that insane day. But the guy I'm going to go with for this build is Stroud, uh, is Burrow. And here's the reason why. If given a choice between Stroud, who I like this week, of course, I do like him, and Burrow, I'm going to go with Burrow. He's the home quarterback, and his team is favored. Let's see what the Bengals are. I should have paid closer attention when I went when I went when I saw that. But yeah, the Bengals are seven point favorites there. So you want to target the favored QB. Why? Because more often than not, that is the spot that does the best. Now, how, why does that happen? Well, let's say Stroud. And the Texans are scoring. The chances are at home, the Bengals are answering. So it it usually favors the home quarterback. So I'm just going to go that way. Plus, I think the Bengals defense is the better defense. Um, but we'll continue to look through the um, QB position. Of course, Stroud is of interest, although not going crazy. I, I don't think this is the week for Dak Prescott either. Um, that was, you know, the last couple weeks. But here against the dead Giants team, I don't see I don't see Dallas um, caring to throw that much. Ugh, dare we go back to Tony Pollard, though? Probably. Um, Jared Goff, definitely uh, in play here at um, 6,400 uh, as part of this other really, really good game this week. So Goff will be somebody that's of interest with Amin Ra and maybe even um, maybe even Jameer Gibbs mixed in there. But uh, I'll be interested in Goff there. Um, Lawrence, no. Howell on the road at Seattle. I mean, Howell's been good, but probably not. Derek Carr, no. Gino, G, no. I, I just, again, Gino Smith is just somebody that is not getting it done this year. He's not somebody that I want to get crazy on, but of course he has a chance in that very good matchup, but I'm not going to go nuts with that one. Brock Purdy's of interest. If, if I'm looking to pay all the way down, I think it's Brock Purdy at 5,700 that would carry a little bit of interest. No to love. little interest in Dobbs just because you got to at this point. And maybe a little interest here in Will Levis as a sneaky stinky tournament stack in the Millie maker or something like that. But uh, I'm going to start this lineup out with Joe Burrow. I think he's the quarterback in the best spot price really well. Um, but again, any of Herbert Burrow Stroud or even Goff are kind of in play for me this week. All right, shifting gears. Let's take a look at the running back position. And at the very top of the list, and I think a great spot is Christian McCaffrey. Nobody can compete with Christian McCaffrey at this point in terms of his just role, his upside. CM sizzles kind of just getting 26, 27 points every single week. Um, if he pops, you know, he'll get you a 51. And at 9K, 9, 18, 36, 45, he needs about 45 fantasy points to make value, which is a lot. Probably not going to get there, but he's an elite cash game play. Kind of feel the same about Austin Eckler here. Um, I think McCaffrey's just better. So I'd lean McCaffrey if forced to choose between him and Eckler. But, you know, Eckler's fine too. But if I'm paying all the way up, I might as well just play CM Sizzles, right? Um, continue on. Similar here. Kamara, you know, we saw last week, wasn't the best matchup. Um, it didn't work out that well for Kamara. Kamara can get it done. But at this point, if I'm paying this high, I think I'm just going to try to squeeze Kamara in there, uh, McCaffrey in there as much as possible. 
Barkley with a dead, um, just a dead team and horrible matchup. That's a no. Um, Derrick Henry, no. Tony Pollard. Got to go back to Tony Pollard. It's gross. I'm not putting him in this lineup because we got to spend down. But got to go back to Tony Pollard. This matchup is the best matchup he's had all year against the dead opponent. So, yes. Um, ETN against San Francisco is a no. Jameer Gibbs. If Gibbs gets the full run, this guy is coming off of 26 carries, five targets, 32 fantasy points, 740, 28. I'm in on Jameer right here. As long as Montgomery is out again. Um, continue on. Yeah, Kenny Walker's fine here at 6,800. A matchup's okay against Washington. There's nothing wrong with this spot at all. I'll have some interest. Um, Aaron Jones is not somebody I normally like to play. Let's see what kind of volume Aaron Jones got. Yeah, he got the volume last week. Actually, this is fascinating. Jones, 20 carries, six targets. So pretty impressed by um, the amount of volume. And Aaron Jones, maybe, maybe, eh, it's gross. But maybe should stay in the mix, but it's still gross. Um, Mixon has not gotten it done all year. 13.4 fantasy points on average. He really hasn't hurt us. So if I've got Joe Burrow in the lineup, I'm not interested in having Mixon in there, but it's an interesting, it's an interesting to note, I guess at 6,200 that he would be a viable play. B. John Robinson's basically at this point in, in the matchup couldn't get any better right at Arizona on the road against the dead opponent. Once again, Outside of tournaments, this guy's got to be dead to me because the coach is playing Tyler Algier. I can't take it, but maybe it's capitulation week and maybe that's when it turns around. I don't know, but so far, Bijan has not been that guy and he's just not in the game for scoring opportunities. Um, one guy I do like here, Rashad White. You know, I have to say, Rashad White, finally having the fantasy production catching up with the volume. And the biggest thing for White has been, you know, it's a really good passing game role. Seven out of seven, six of six. He catches everything you throw his way. He's putting up yards on the ground. If he gets a touchdown, last week, two touchdowns, he's getting you there. He hasn't done a ton via the run. Um, and this matchup isn't like one where it should go crazy. But um, yeah, he's absolutely in the mix this week. Another guy that's in the mix, as crazy as this sounds, is Alexander Madison. Um, Cam Akers got hurt. And Madison is back to being the only game in town. So let's let's take a look at what Akers and Madison did combined last week. And of course, that was a win and game flow, whatever. But he got 17, he got 18 touches. And let's see what Akers got. Akers got 11. So, I mean, if you combine it all as one person, you're talking about, you know, 20, 29 touches for Madison. Now, I don't think he'll get all that, but... You know, it's a good chance that Madison will see 20-plus touches again this week. Um, no one likes Alexander Madison. Um, no one likes to play him. And I think he's uh, he's he's playable. Uh, Brian Robinson, no. Ford, not in this matchup. Although, I liked Ford last week, and he gave us all the volume we needed. It just didn't come together. A perfect matchup. 20 carries, 7 targets. It was a great game for Ford last week. He is the number one running back for the Browns. Trade for him in your season-long league. If you can, do it now before the Ford owner realizes what's up um in a crazy side note i think tyler algier in this matchup is actually playable against arizona so he'll be in my rb mix as well this week for the purpose of this lineup i am going with rashad white as our second rb let me just look again because now i'm having second thoughts i would like to go with pollard 
but I don't think I can make a lineup work. So I'm going to go with Rashad White, and I'll reserve the ability to switch off if we have to. Um, all right, let's jump down to team defense. Uh, again, get a feel for how much salary we have left. And then I'm going to do my little trick where I'm just going to plug in a cheap wide receiver to make the lineups work, right? But um, which will be something we'll, we'll change out later in the week in the further shows. But um, at the very bottom, Giants at Dallas, no. Jacksonville home against San Francisco, no. Atlanta at Arizona, yeah. Can play that. Can play Arizona 2,500. That's fine. Um, you know, uh, I'd rather play the opposite side of Arizona, but Atlanta is just really poor on offense right now. So you could play some um, Arizona here if we got to pay all the way down. Other potential spots. I guess Cleveland is okay. Um, I'm looking for the Saints. Um, Minnesota, no. Tennessee at Tampa, no. Packers at Pittsburgh, maybe. Tampa at home against Tennessee, no. Oh, I forgot about Will Levis, by the way, when I went through the, the QB list. Um, he, he'll probably make my, my tournament stacks list. Um, here we go. Atlanta at Arizona. If Clayton Toon is out there again, we could play the Falcons. Steelers at home, acceptable. 3,800, very expensive. Saints, definitely against Dobbs, although... Um, I would feel a lot better if the Saints were at home. In this case, the Vikings are at home, so that's less good. Ravens at home against Cleveland, sure. And the play of the week, Dallas at home against the Giants. This is one of those, like Dallas is probably going to score 25 defense points this week. This may be the week where we want to pay up for Dallas. I don't think I can afford it in the first look lineup build. But I'm just like putting it out there that this is probably a week where we can get a 25er out of Dallas. So let's, you know, 4,400 is not even overpriced relative to the fact that the Giants are rolling out um, Tommy DeVito from Goodfellas as their quarterback. So I'm going to leave Cardinals in here because I want a cheap one. But just keep in mind that, um, you know, if we could find a way to play Dallas here, oh boy. Right. So let me do my little trick thing. And I'm going to just plug in a low cost uh, wide receiver. Have to see, like, and I'm, I'm going to try to pick one that we might actually end up liking. Um, uh, let's see, Jamison Williams. That could work. I mean, he's never gotten by, he doesn't get a lot of targets, but, you know, it is a good matchup, right? A Michael Gallup, no. Elijah Moore, no. Wandell, no. No Brown. How about that? Just gonna plug in Noah Brown. I like it. It's part of this game. It's actually a bring back on Joe Burrow. So I, I like that a lot. So we're gonna plug in Noah Brown and keep rolling here. Let's start at the top of the um wide receiver position group, though. Uh Keenan Allen again now with Josh Palmer ruled out, or he was out last week. We'll see if he's out again next week. But Josh Palmer, yeah, he's on IR, so he will be out this week. And they don't have anybody else. There's no Mike Thomas, the, the rookie. Quentin Johnston, not ready to go yet. So I think Keenan Allen will be peppered with targets once again. Um, that's a high-flying kind of game. So Keenan Allen very much in play. Jamar Chase, if we're playing Burrow, we need a piece with him, and Chase is one of those two pieces that are good. I want to point out, though, that T. Higgins had a really big week in Week 9, and so he could do it again as well. C.D. Lamb at the Giants, that's really probably a no. 
for me um, this week. I don't think that Dallas will need to throw a ton. Uh, I'm in, here's what I mean by this. Let me, let me explain what happens. Dallas won't need to throw a ton. What do I mean? Look what happened last week with the Raiders. The Raiders beat the snot out of the Giants, right? Giants lose a QB. The Raiders are, you know, having the Herculean euphoria from firing the coach. You knew they were going to win, right? So Devontae Adams ends up having a terrible game. Why? Because they didn't need him. They stopped throwing it. Later in the game, they're just running the football, kind of being conservative. The, the game was won. The opponent wasn't pressuring them at all. And that's what I think. Well, that is, I, I don't think. I know that's what's going to happen with Dallas this week. They're going to so thoroughly dominate the Giants that like they're not going to need to do anything on off. As a matter of fact, it almost makes me like Pollard less because like they're not going to really need him, but I think they want to get Pollard going. So that's kind of why I like him. Um, I'm in Ross St. Brown. Love this. Absolutely love the spot. Uh, one of the better spots on the slate. If this wasn't a borough lineup, I love Amon Ra. I want him in my lineup also. I want him in there. I want them all in there, but let's see if we, how we can make it work. Um, Mike Evans. Sure. Why not? But you know, it's Baker Mayfield. He stinks. Uh, Brandon Ayuk. Yes. Right. Do I like it better than Amon Ra? No, but do I like him better than maybe some of these other spots? Yes. So, um, yeah, Ayuk is interesting. Uh, actually, Debo Samuel's coming back, so maybe not. Uh, Metcalf, yeah, I mean, it's a good spot, but his next time making value against the 7K salary will be the first time this year. So it's not like he's worth this price. Um, Godwin, no. Collins, I think, is too expensive as well. The price has come up. Um, I will have him in tournaments, but he doesn't represent a good value. But one guy who does make for good value is T. Higgins. T. Higgins has been heating up a little bit coming off of a nine-target, eight-reception game, one of his better games of the year, did not even score a touchdown, still got 22 fantasy points. So um, imagine he put a touchdown up, he'd be talking 30, 6, 12, 18, 24. So we need about a 24 out of him. It just, you know, he's, he's if I didn't have Chase in here, of course, I would have to have one of him or Higgins in any borough lineup. So needed to mention him. I liked Olave a lot last week, but he continues to sort of disappoint against the salary. The volume is there, but the touchdowns just are not there. The big scores aren't there, and he's just not made value pretty much all year at this point. So I'm starting to get frustrated with waiting around for Olave to finally do something. You know, it is what it is. Cooper coming off the big week last week. I think he's playable here, even at Baltimore, even against an elite Baltimore Defense, um, lock it playable, but GPP only. Like the, the floor is minuscule. Uh, Christian Kirk, like, yeah, yeah, that's fine. You could throw on the 49. You can't run on them, so you're probably going to be throwing on them. Um, Hopkins, maybe in a Levis lineup type deal. Addison, what did Addison do last week? Seven targets. You know, they lost KJ Osborne in Minnesota, I believe. I don't know if that's forever or, you know, just for, just for, um, I should use the last name. Let's see what the news is with KJ. Uh, concussion. So he probably won't be back this week. So, yeah, we might get elevated. Or Brandon Powell. You know, we might get another cheapie here with no KJ Osborne. I just want to note this. Not that P Powell's great. Addison's probably better. And, again, this is all Josh Dobbs as the quarterback, so let's not go crazy. But, man, did Dobbs look good last week. Filling in Terry McLaurin price came up a little bit, continues to get like the same seven targets per game. That's fine. Flowers disappointment last week. Um, Ridley, another piece in this game. I probably favor Kirk, but either one probably fine. 
Um, here we go. So bring back pieces from this Houston-Cincinnati game. Tank Dell actually was targeted way more than Collins was last week. So Dell is just as much a WR1 as Collins at this point. I'm not even sure which one is the WR1, um, but he's cheaper. So I don't mind plugging him in as well. We've got Brown and Dell. That's two pieces for, from the comeback game, which is a little unusual, but I don't hate it. I'm just going to continue down the list and see if anybody else pops. Um, Jahan Dotson, sure. Uh, you know, mild interest. Tyler Boyd, uh, sure. Also some mild interest. Let's see what he's been doing. Yeah, he rarely gets there. He rarely gets there. Quentin Johnston. I really like Quentin Johnston here. Again, I mentioned before that Palmer is out. Mike Williams is out. They got to throw to somebody. And it can't just be Keenan Allen. So why not Quentin Johnston? So I could plug him in right here. I'm probably going to switch this up, though. I want to see um, how much salary we have left because now I have two kind of cheap players, and that wasn't my goal. But let's see how it comes together. Um, let's take a look at the tight end position, and we'll we'll finish it out in the flex. All right, starting at the top here, Andrews. I am probably not paying up for Andrews in a spot like this. Same thing with George Kittle. Probably not paying up for him. Um, you know, in this kind of spot with all the guys healthy on that team. So these guys are kind of out for me. Um, Tyree Kill, Reek. I love Reek, but now he's priced up in kind of a weird zone. A little too expensive. A little too pricey for me. So I'm not down with that. Um, at all. I love Tyree Kill though, and he's being used a ton. And honestly, he's putting up twenties, but I think it's he's 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 priced to the ceiling already. So I don't think so. Taking a look at Hawkinson here, 12 targets um, last week. I think Hawkinson's actually playable at 5K. So he's going to be in my mix. Same with Laporta. Um, he's in the mix here. You know, that's a game that I'm specifically trying to attack. Laporta's just been getting peppered with targets most weeks. So um, I don't mind either of Hawkinson or Laporta or D Dalton Schultz for that matter here at 4,900. So we have a trio of kind of, um, you know, higher priced tight ends that are all super viable on this slate. Uh, so let's see if anybody else uh, pops up on the list here. But I think that group is already looking pretty good. Um, yeah, here's another name, I guess, that could work, Gerald Everett. Uh, I, I'm never super impressed by the amount of uh, volume he sees, but he could be one of those guys that benefits a little bit from, you know, the injuries to the wide receiver position group where they just maybe need to go double tight end a little more or something like that. Uh, let's see here. Um, Logan Thomas. Yeah, that's fine. He usually has one good game and one bad game. And, you know, he's coming off like a down game. So maybe this is the, the good game for Logan. Kate Otten was a, was a superstar this past week. Kate Otten, where'd that come from? Can he do it again? I don't know. Uh, Parham Jr., Irv Smith Jr. So I think one interesting um, tight end is maybe Irv Smith Jr. even, uh, pairing him up with Joe Burrow. But uh, for the purpose of this lineup, I'm going to go up to Sam Laporta. I want a piece of this Detroit L uh, Chargers game. So we're getting a little back and forth here. I got some Detroit, Detroit, got Chargers. Then I got Cincinnati, Houston, Cincinnati, 
And let's see, 5,800 left in the flex. Ooh, I guess I could go with Tank Dell here and and yeah and fill this thing out so take a look at this lineup this is a lot of correlation it's kind of like what what worked last week where um it was a heavy game stack that really um won the day there's a lot of different approaches though this week and i hopefully going through the position groups top to bottom really helped just point some of that out there's some great stud wide receivers to target there's really a lot of very confined spots but those two games that stand out are the ones that i really want to build around so again um if you're enjoying this type of content, make sure you hit the subscribe button. I don't care, like, dislike the video, but subscribe to the channel so you get these videos as they come out. Um, we've got it going on for NBA, all the different sports here on the DF Summer YouTube channel. So make sure you're subscribed and you'll get these videos as they pop out. I'll be back multiple times over the course of this week, breaking down showdowns and, and tournament tactics and all these great things, getting everybody ready. So hopefully to take down some more tournaments like this past week. But um, this is it for NFL Week 10 on DraftKings, your first look lineup. Remember to check back in here in the DFSM YouTube channel regularly for updates that are going to help you smash your daily fantasy contest. Good luck this week, everybody.